the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Thanks for coming along. It's the open-faced turkey sandwich edition of The Ride Home, which is somewhere on our menu, I believe. Have you had any at all? Welcome, Kath. Mike? I've not had a turkey sandwich yet, though tonight I'm planning on leftovers. Mike, yourself? Mm. I'm having slop. It is a mixture of mashed potatoes, turkey... Stuffing and bread, all in one. Sounds good to me. It's in a casserole dish and it's baked. Yes, it's really. That sounds delicious. It, really it is does, really good. Yeah, I love that. I want to have that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Slop. You're welcome to come on over. No, no, I'm going to stay at home. Three of, the three of us gathering for slop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to a, an open faced hot turkey sandwich, though. Oh, with you're going to do it. Potatoes. You're going to do it hot. Oh yeah. What oh. do you mean? Well, I always do. A, I always do a, a turkey sandwich cold. Oh, not me. No, you're going to heat it up in the oven, or you're going to microwave it. Or no, what? I mean, no. Aren't you going to have gravy on it? No. What? No, I'm going to make a turkey sandwich with cranberry sauce and lettuce, and I'm going to eat it cold. No, no. I'm going to take a piece of bread. I think I've got a loaf of sourdough at home. Lay that down on a plate, then put a nice mound of turkey leftovers. Now, my wife puts mashed potatoes on top of that. Oh, I yeah. put it to the side. And then I'm going to heat, reheat the gravy left over from Thanksgiving, pour that on top of that, and then use a knife and a fork and cut that baby up. Well, no, I want that. I do, too. I that's, think I'm coming over your house. That's pretty easy. I mean, that's as basic as it gets. But that's vintage Thanksgiving leftover. Just do that instead. Mm. All right. I'm, yes. How was your cranberry? My cranberry sauce was outstanding yeah. because I I mm. do believe I make the best cranberry sauce of all time. No, I'll, I'll sort of double down on that. My my wife makes the okay. best. Okay, no, I do think mine's better. <laughs> Not that I've ever had your wife's, but I don't think I could ever have one. But I, boy, I, this is the best time. Our, our leftovers are pretty much gone. Oh, see, my leftover. Well, see, I didn't I didn't cook until Saturday. Okay, I didn't cook on Thursday, so my leftovers are just beginning. Oh, they're fresh. Oh yeah, they're fresh overs. Oh, they're they really are. Hey, let's first off. Say what we thought of our fresh turkeys from the Springhouse. Woo-wee! Wasn't that delicious? Oh, that was Wasn't super that delicious. delicious? Okay, now I made, so thank you to Marsha. Thank you to everybody yes, down yes, there. Yes. Um, and for all of you Thousand who commented times. on this incredibly bad video I posted. Just, that wasn't that bad. It was bad. Mike, saw, Mike first it saw it. It was bad. Mike, it was bad. No. It was fine. I did it, it all fine. on my iPad, and it just, you don't have I mean, a whole you know, lot of flexibility not, on your iPad. It's, it's kind of bad. You know, it's not Orson Welles or Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you and me at the Springhouse. Okay, that's all. Are you sure? Okay, that's all I'm saying. Now, the, the plot line wasn't very deep. Hans okay. Zimmer did an excellent job yeah. with the music. I'm just making faces. <laughs> listen, I just called up Hans and I said, listen, I got a short clip. It's maybe 45 seconds. Can you throw me something? And can we have Marsha singing? <laughs> Hans, that's got to be part of the deal. And Hans said, yeah, I'm just doing this Facebook thing where I'm like training people to be like, you know, okay. great music composers, but I'll do this for you. Yeah, we'll give you a hot turkey sandwich. 
Kath might not because she's okay. never heard of it before. Listen, okay, back to reality. Um, <laughs> our show last Wednesday, New Mike wasn't here because he took a day off. And uh, you and I were in studio. And you had assembled when I came in to, the, to work that day a whole bunch of just like – Weird Thanksgiving food trivia. Yeah. Like weird things that people put on their Thanksgiving table, Odd, right? Odd fantastic. stuff. Right. So uh, some of it we talked about in the air, some of it we didn't get to. And so I just had the stack of stuff that I put in my bag and took home. What, like homework? So, well, yeah, I do that sometimes. Such, such a good employee. <laughs> I mean, new management's here. You're trying to impress everybody. Listen, Holy I'm smokes. Doing, I'm doing what I can do. Homework. So I pull out my stuff on Saturday morning. This is the day that I'm going to be cooking the Thanksgiving dinner. And I start looking through these, you know, reams of papers that you've printed out. And they have all of these weird things that people cook with and, the, you know, different side dishes that are strange and different ways to cook turkey that are strange. Yeah. And then I alight on this one particular one. And so I, well, that sounds kind of weird. It sounds kind of interesting. And so I go and I, I look at a secondary link and I see a, a description of it. And then I see a, another link and I see a photograph of it. And I think, I feel good about this. I think I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> really? You made something from so I made, your homework? I made a mayonnaise turkey. What? Whoa, yeah, baby. What? That's what I'm talking about. I knew I knew Mike would love it. A mayonnaise Listen, turkey? It is. It was the most beautiful turkey. This was the springhouse turkey. This is the springhouse turkey. So I started with a fresh turkey from the springhouse. And I followed this recipe that you didn't even realize that you gave me, no. John. And it ended up being absolutely delicious and gorgeous. Okay, I have to tell you this. I know you're going to think this is wacky, but this is exactly – I followed it to the T. This is what I did. Okay, I took a cup and a half of mayonnaise, and into the mayonnaise I mixed fresh sage, fresh fresh thyme, rosemary, poultry seasoning – I don't remember, maybe salt and pepper, garlic. That was it. Okay, I put it in a big bowl, mixed it all together. And then I completely covered the turkey with it. Okay, So all along the inside of the cavity, all along the outside of the turkey, I completely covered it. Hellman's or Miracle Whip? I did uh, did a craft. Craft. I did a craft. Is that real mayonnaise? The olive oil mayonnaise. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, which we had the other day. Which was very good. (laughs) I think it's very good. I think so, too. Yeah. So and it's it's thickly pressed with herbs, right? Mm-hmm. So you you really slather it on there. It looks really ridiculous, okay? And then you cook it at four fifty for thirty five minutes. That's a very high temperature for forty five minutes. Seal it okay? on there, and then you back the temperature down to three fifty and cook it the remainder of the time. I think mm-hmm. I cooked it a total of only two hours. What dull turkey? Two hours? Yeah. Listen to me. It's impressive. Holy it smokes. was. Terrific, really. I'm sure and, it was. And like the like the recipe said, you have to, the recipe kept saying in capital letters, "Believe me, this will taste nothing like mayonnaise." Believe me, and it doesn't. It tastes nothing like mayonnaise, but it is so juicy and beautiful when mm. it comes out of your oven. No kidding. It was a huge, huge step forward for me. Well, that's very. I'm very nice. excited, John. Thank you to the thing you didn't know My you gave pleasure. me. My pleasure. Happy to have a mayonnaise turkey. The stack of stuff provided very, very that nice. it was just wonderful. See, wow. being a good employee pays off yeah. once again, yes. Kathy. Always, Way to go, Kath. It always very, does. Very, nice, very nice. Excellent. All right. Yeah, if anyone's interested in my recipe for the mayonnaise turkey, I'll find it and put it on our Facebook page. I think you just gave it. 
Yeah, it's true. Pretty much so. Yeah, but if people want to read it again okay. and they think they want to, I want like, to read it again. think All about right. it, Mike wants to dream about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the best turkey he ever heard of in his whole life. <laughs> okay, leftovers this evening, but we got a fresh show for we you really today. We really do. And coming up next, we'll go to our nation's capital, Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, to talk about the latest with the president and all the other leaders in Washington, D.C. It's also the uh, post-Thanksgiving edition. Maybe we'll talk about some side dishes next. Oh, please. I'm asking Greg Clugston. I'm hungry right now. Bring it on. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage, because open enrollment ends December 7th, and that means that you've got some important decisions to make today. We all know that Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and his experts at Marley Financial know that you have questions, but they've got the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold PAT for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your switch your Part, part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit Marley fg.com today that's marleyfg.com hey i'm brant so there's this guy named jordan he's a healthy guy he's a dad of six and he works as a guide in alaska and he goes to the doctor true story he goes to the doctor and he's diagnosed with cancer stage four and here's the thing he had switched earlier from medical insurance to metashare where christians share each other's medical bills so the question for jordan and his wife jenny was is this actually going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. So if you want to find out more, here is a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-B-I-B-L-E. How do you celebrate faith, family, and fun? How about on eight wheels? Word FM Skate Nights are coming to Neville Rollerdrome beginning Monday, December 3rd. Join host Kenny Woods every first Monday of the month and enjoy your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could even win a free skate night for your family. Admission is $7. Skate rental, just three more. Details at SkateNRD.com. Word FM Skate Nights at Neville Rollerdrome at SkateNRD.com. As we start off our week, we go to the White House once again. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. Greg, happy post of a Thanksgiving Day to you. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, had a great break. Hope you guys had a oh, wonderful holiday. Lovely. Too. Very sure nice. did, too. I think it's appropriate that I ask you what your favorite side dish is, Greg. 
Well, you can't go wrong with sweet. I, I, I just I love sweet potatoes every day of the year, let alone Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. when you have when you have the Thanksgiving, you know, sweet potato, and and some you know sometimes it's in the casserole form, and sometimes it's you know whatever. I, I just love it. Can't beat it. <sighs> I Very love nice. that too. Me too. Why do we talk about food between four and six? Because it's dinner time. It makes me so hungry. Yeah, Greg. What time do you eat dinner? Uh, on Thanksgiving? No, just like regular every day. Oh, usual uh, about six. 6.30. Oh, not bad. Okay, so yeah. us talking about food now is just kind of getting you like geared up to actually eat. Yeah, I'm on that track already, so this is pushing it along. <laughs> okay, good. We're happy to help. Very good. All right. Now let's turn to national matters. <laughs> yes, so the president back on the campaign trail tonight in Mississippi. Uh, tell us what he can expect. Well, yeah, we thought maybe the uh, the rallies were going to be a while before we we saw them right. again, but uh, he's got two of them tonight in Mississippi, one in Tupelo within the next hour, and then he'll be in Biloxi, Mississippi, um, about 8 o'clock tonight. And the reason why he's doing this is because there is a special runoff election for the U.S. Senate seat in Mississippi. Republican Cindy Hyde-Smith is up against the Democrat Mike Espy, and so the president is is down there tonight, ahead of tomorrow's special election. So he's trying to work his his campaign, you know, boost once again for a Republican. And of course, the uh, this race has gained some national attention over the last couple of weeks because of a comment that Hyde Smith made uh, regarding a public hanging and uh, all sorts of, you know, she took all sorts of criticism for that. She said it was a comment that was exaggerated and uh, she has since apologized so we're wondering exactly how much that comment may play or may not play into the results of tomorrow's runoff election right i'm glad you bring this up because when you hear the comment you think how could anybody even think that let alone say that out loud i mean is it something that is just weird yeah would it be a reason not to vote for her no i don't think so yeah, and a lot of Republican voters or other independent-minded voters you know, may not have an issue with it in terms of you know how they would have voted for a Republican candidate for the Senate anyway. The fact that the Democrat in this particular race, Mike Espy, is African American, um, you know, it just adds to the whole you know idea of you know, of race. And of course, you're talking about Mississippi and in the right. South and all the rest. So uh, it's a you know it's it's a layered. Um, complex issue already race is and 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 that comment um, you know as 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 poor minded as it might have been and she has since apologized and said that wasn't even her intention um, it just added to uh, to all of that so the president's going down there and he's really hoping that uh, you know his presence there will help get that that turnout because because turnout is of course it's key in every single election but sometimes in in special runoff elections the the voter participation rate really drops because um, there aren't any other races or ballot issues going on except that one so we'll have to see what the turnout is so that's weird kind of one and done yeah so why is this why is this runoff election happening when it's happening greg yeah the uh well there are two years left on the um on the term um, for a six-year term, and so uh, you had the re- you had retiring Senator Thad Cochran, and so uh, they they set this date as the uh, as the special runoff, and I think there was a, a margin of error, uh, you know, between between these two uh, priors. So they have to they have to do this runoff election because of the uh, the state margin rules. I see. 
SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clarkson is with us. So, Greg, uh, some weird financial news uh, today, but not unexpected. General Motors said they're going to cut five plants. They're going to shut down five plants. As many as 14,300 employees are going to lose their jobs. And uh, this upset President Trump, yeah? Yeah, the president on his way, uh, leaving the White House on his way to Mississippi just within the last hour or so, was asked about this, and he, he just bluntly said, I'm not happy about it. And in particular, uh, is the Lordstown, Ohio assembly plant. They're a huge factory for G- GM. They, uh, they make the Chevy Cruze car, which is, a, which is a compact car, as you probably know. And apparently its sales are not doing well. And, and GM is not alone in that, in that a lot of car sales are, are down for smaller vehicles. And uh, GM, like some of the other car companies, are restructuring and refocusing um, you know, what kinds of vehicles they're going to be producing in the years ahead. Uh, but the president doesn't like the idea that Ohio could lose a very big factory um, a year or two before he, he's running mm-hmm. for re-election. Right. I mean, um, and, and there are a lot of politicians of both parties that would not like that because uh, that would have a real economic impact. The president said, he told reporters uh, on the South Lawn a few minutes ago that uh, he called the CEO of GM and said, look, if the Chevy Cruze isn't selling there, put another vehicle that is selling well and, and you know, produce that one at the factory, uh, and let's keep those jobs there and keep that plant open. According to the Wall Street Journal, uh, the president said, I love Ohio. I told them you're playing around with the wrong person. Yeah. So I wonder how GM will respond to that. Um, has there been any conversation between GM, anything publicly they've said in response to the president's comments? Um, I, I, I think there have been a couple of statements. I've not seen anything in, specifically in response to what the president said. And of course, he, um, he he said this just a few minutes ago, and he may have made um, a, an earlier quote to another news publication, but I haven't seen a direct response. But he's not the only politician putting pressure. We've seen uh, members of uh, you know Ohio's congressional delegation already speaking out on this, and the governor uh, of Ohio as well. So um, you know there are a lot of interested parties here both Republican and Democrat, and obviously, you know, the workers themselves in those communities and the, and the auto industry feeder industries that, you know, all make up the, the you know, the auto industry uh, could, could be widely affected here. And that's just one of several locations GM is considering mm-hmm. closing. There are other plants, of course, in Michigan and some other assembly plants, uh, and then there's one in, in Ontario, Canada, also closing. So a lot of job cuts right here near the end of the year, and uh, GM is just trying to stay you know, profitable as as the as the company is trying to deal with you know the changing driving habits of a lot of American drivers. Two of those places, uh, Michigan and Ohio, both very important to how Donald Trump sees the next two years panning out for him politically. Also, oh, absolutely. Now his Michigan win was a bit of a surprise in 2016, right. but uh, this is a factoid that uh, that we've talked about for for years, and a lot of our you know listeners probably know too. But you know, no Republican president in in recent history has won the presidency. Uh, Republican candidate hasn't won the, the White House without winning Ohio. So obviously the Buckeye State is very, very important politically for Donald Trump. Right. So, uh, Greg, let's move and talk about uh, the um, the migrant caravan that is uh, moving slowly. Apparently there was uh, some action with tear gas involved uh, yesterday, and uh, that has its own sort of uh, contentious debate going on in the nation's capital as well. 
Yeah, so this incident yesterday uh, near the border had um, some, you know, hundreds of migrants that were protesting there, and some of them were attempting to get through the fencing and the wire that separates, you know, right, right along the border there. And so you had these border agents firing tear gas. That was another question the president was asked on his way out of Washington um, earlier this afternoon. And he was defending the use of the border agents' use of tear gas. He said they had to because they were being rushed by some very uh, tough people, is how the president put it. And then he just repeated the line that he's been talking about in recent days and he was tweeting about as recently as earlier this morning. He said, look, the bottom line is nobody's going to be coming into our country unless they come in, Ill, uh, unless they come in legally through legal channels. And so, um, of course, we've seen the buildup of um, some military forces along the border there to, uh, to enforce the U.S. border with Mexico. And there's also been a call by the White House um, for Mexican authorities to do what they can to keep the calm on that side of the border as people are lining up seeking asylum or trying to come in through legal uh, measures along the border. So it's, it's, another, it's another problematic situation there between the U.S. and Mexico border. Yeah, this is... I mean, to say that it's a difficult situation is obviously an understatement. The president said today they are not coming to the USA. We will close the border permanently if need be. And, you know, I can't imagine what what difficulties that would wreak closing the southern border. I mean, I can't even think of the last time that happened. Right. And obviously there's, you know, there's general commerce that goes on between our countries and, sure. and, and Latin America and that region of the world. You, you obviously have people who lawfully cross the border in both directions on a daily basis, and that would cause, um, you know, extreme, uh, you know, discomfort and, and, and problems of all kinds, you know, logistical issues. So whether that's an empty threat by the president or if uh, it's something that he is seriously considering, we don't know, except for what he, he tweeted this morning with that, you know, threatening of closing the border permanently, if need be, is how he put it. Um, but obviously, this idea of tear gas is it has also drawn a lot of attention because among the groups of the migrants that have gathered there and are still approaching the border are, you know, children and family members and um, and even elderly. And so the idea that you have these uh, tear gas fumes, um, even though there may have been some people trying to, to, to climb the fence, um, other people in that community are being affected by that. So um, it's... It doesn't look like there's an easy answer going forward here, and the president's rhetoric uh, remains very strong, and we'll probably hear that at the rallies tonight because that was a big uh, applause line and, and issue for a lot of his core supporters who turned out for the campaign rallies. Right. I mean, it's such a complex, delicate issue, and uh, I don't know if there's any answer in sight, really. Uh, the president's sort of sticking to his guns, or not sort of, he certainly is sticking to his guns. So we'll see what happens, because this is, doesn't look like it's going to end well in, in, under any circumstance. No, and the other, uh, the other issue of that that really brings in Washington and Congress on this issue is the fact that, you know, in a couple of weeks, you have to have um, a few of these government spending bills at the end of the year have to be um, approved and signed. And the president has been pushing, as he has been from day one, for increased border wall funding. So you've got the president understanding that he only has Republican control of Congress of both sides of Capitol Hill for the next few weeks. So he's going to push for as much funding on the, on the border wall as he could possibly get by, by January. Yet on the other side, you don't have very many willing Democrats 
who would want to go along with that here in the next 10 days or so simply because they know they're taking control of the House and have their own agenda starting in January. So we'll have to see if there's a gridlock on the budget issue mm-hmm. regarding the border and whether or not that you know results in some sort of partial or full government shutdown in the next couple of weeks. Greg, thanks for being with us. The uh, three of us, John and Mike and I, are uh, immersed in different Thanksgiving uh, reduxes for this evening's meal. And so we're wondering if you're still doing leftovers as well? Well, um, not tonight, but we had leftovers for a full two days nice. after. And, um, I, you know, it's hard to beat leftovers from Thanksgiving. Sure is. Okay, so, Greg, so uh, now that we're talking about Thanksgiving leftovers, uh, I've been thinking about you and your annual Christmas poem. This has been such a momentous year, but I, I wonder how will you rhyme Kavanaugh into the poem? There are always a few names and phrases that uh, are are tricky to to Mm -hmm. rhyme. Kavanaugh certainly will be in the poem, which I I really started working on last night on my flight home from uh, Thanksgiving travel. Nice. Uh, It's in the very, very early stages. i got about three weeks left, and so... The rhyming game is, mm-hmm. is underway. Well, as long as it's in incubation, then we feel good about yes, it. Yes, your mind is active on the task. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, I won't let anything derail me, even sweet potato pie. <laughs> Very nice. I like that's a man committed to a cause. Very it's nice. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Dell's Cyber Week sale for small businesses on. Save big with massive deals on office essentials like computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors. Dell's Small Business Technology Advisors can help you find the right tech at Cyber Week prices. Visit dell.com slash SBCyberWeek or call 877-BY-DELL. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with my pillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to my pillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, made it machine washable and dryable. And his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried MyPillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's buy one, get one holiday special offer. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention promo code WORD and get two MyPillows for the price of one. That's one for you and one to give as a gift to someone you love. If you don't absolutely love it, return it in 60 days for your money back, no questions asked. Plus, it comes with a 10-year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. Come Dasher, Dancer, you too, Prancer and Vixen. Word FM is giving away Christmas, and we're off to Pittsburgh with a pre-holiday special delivery for all their fans. Every day, December 3rd through 18th, good little boys and girls can enter their fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com for a chance at great prizes like these $100 gift cards to major retailers and more. Presented by Trinity Jewelers. Visit wordfm.com slash contest to enter. For all the many years that we've been doing the ride home with John and Kathy, both both Kath and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College.
Tonight through tomorrow, we stay brisk and cold with clouds and snow showers. Little or no accumulation outside of the laurels and inch or two in the mountains. Watch for slippery spots. Low 28 tonight, high tomorrow 32. Steadier snow tomorrow night leaves a coating to an inch more in the laurels. That'll result in slippery travel. Low 25 tomorrow night. Blustery and cold with lingering flurries Wednesday, high near 30. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Tell you what, you don't need a meteorologist to tell you it's lousy out there. It is lousy the out heck, there. Huh? Are you tired of waking up in the morning, opening your eyes, and seeing this oh, color? No. I feel like I've seen. I mean, yesterday was a nice day. Yeah, it was. But that nice. was one like parenthetical day mm-hmm. in like all these other gray, dark, rainy. Well, I know I sound like I'm such a whiner. Yeah, you are. Sorry. It's it's only the beginning of it all. Right? We'll be doing this in February. Don't say that. March. Could, listen, when it's February and March, it could be sunny and cold. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, did you play any uh, any board games with your family? I haven't played a board game in a really long time. What? Mike, have you played a board game? I haven't played a board game, but I did play a card game. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I played Phase 10. Phase 10? Phase 10. I don't know it. It's one of my favorite card games. What is Um, it? You go through 10 different phases. That's why it's called Phase 10. Surely. You get 10 cards. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the phases is uh, two sets of three. So you either have to get two sets of three, three or two sets of of three, which is uh, three fours and three fives. I see. Um, Or you can do a run, uh, one run of seven as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Um, So I I had a ball. Very nice. My family had a ball. But it, it got. I found out that my in-laws are pretty competitive. Hey, oh, things were getting like heated. That. Yeah, things okay. were getting heated. That's good. But I haven't played a board game in a while. Yeah. Well, I, I have a thing: uh, the ten best board games to buy for Christmas in 2018. What do you mean to buy for Christmas? Like as a gift, or the things you're going to play at Christmas? Well, probably, uh, probably both. Okay. Uh, you buy a board game and then you know sit around and play. It. Okay. Uh, I'm always happy to see that Games Unlimited on Murray Avenue is still Scro- there. Yes. Yeah. Which is the anomaly of yeah, anomalies. Because I keep thinking it's not going to be there. But then have you been in there recently? No. We would go in occasionally. My kids were, would buy like cards or mm-hmm. you know some weird games. But it's been it's been a while since we played a board game. Uh, twenty questions is a family favorite. Really, twenty questions? Yeah. I don't think I've ever played twenty questions. What? Never. That's really? a board game. Yeah. No, I've never know. played it. Yeah, it's a fun game. I mean, I've played a lot of. Uh, Oh gosh! I mean, I played a lot played of Monopoly. Monopoly. I played oh, a lot of. I like Monopoly. Life, which is a pretty stupid game. Oh, I don't like. Yeah, uh, what's the um? What's the uh? What's the thing with the um? Oh, the pop of Yeah, the pop of That's my favorite. What's Trouble. The, Trouble. Trouble. That's a dumb. I game. I love that game. That's a dumb. No, game. that's a great no, game. That's dumb. I used to play that game in college. Me and three other roommates. We'd sit around. Come on, t- three twenty-year-olds playing Trouble. Four. Good we would say, and, and it would be so fast and furious. Boom, 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 boom. And it'd be, I got you. We'd throw them against the wall. <laughs> it was like, a, you know, testosterone fueled trouble. And guys would get so mad. One time we oh broke the gosh. trouble bubble. We were like playing on a Sunday afternoon. We broke it. We were like, ah! We jumped in the car and drove out to McKnight Road. The Toys are off. We bought a brand new trouble game. Everyone was like, okay, don't get this messed up. Keep it nice. Don't spill anything on it. You can't eat any food. We're very protective of the trouble game. Of the Pop-O-Matic. Exactly. That's I like great. it. It's a pretty good game. What about, um, what's the game, uh, uh, what's the game where you play in teams? Well, first of all, there's Outburst, which is a game you play in teams, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then there's Pictionary that you play in teams. Yeah, yeah. Taboo is the one I was thinking of. That's yeah, my favorite. Oh, that's that a game. fun one. Yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my ultimate fave. Yeah. 
And we were going to play it on Thanksgiving, but then we were also tired. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do instead? The tryptophan kicked in, and yeah. we sat there and watched football. Okay, that's that's not so bad. Yeah. That's all that happened. As long as it wasn't Steeler game. Okay, so oh, what about gosh. these games that you're going to buy me for Christmas? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the game of the year. Now, these are like... Are these all new games? Yes. It's so, the, like the people at Games Unlimited, people like... Li- I love the people still love board games. Can you, when you think we're all just carrying around our phones. Right. Right? Um, uh, the game of the year is something called Azul. Um, the Spiel de Jars winner is an elegant design with beautiful components, thoughtful decisions, and surprising versatility. You can play it collegially by focusing on building a gorgeous mosaic, or you can play it cutthroat by forcing opponents to make ruinous selections. I don't know if I want to make a... Ruinous selection? A beautiful mosaic. mosaic. I think you might like that. I mean, I feel like I want to win the game. I don't know if I want to make a mosaic. What kind of game is this? I don't know. King Domino's past winners weave together a grid of domino-like tiles to build a kingdom. See, I think Domino's is kind of a dumb game. What? I like Domino's. It's kind of, but I mean, it's it's pretty basic. Yeah. How about, um, do you like backgammon? I've never played it. Oh, I love backgammon. Again, that's a college game. My brother taught me backgammon. I bet backgammon. that would be a good game. That's a great game. I like cribbage. Oh, why wouldn't I play? Oh, I've not played cribbage. Yeah, I used to play cribbage with my dad. Okay. Yeah, when I was little. I like cribbage. I like card games a lot. Oh, do you? I like euchre. Um, Bob a lot. euchre. I like not Bob euchre. How about uh, you like uh, five hundred uh, poker? You play poker? I've never played poker. Never. I never. I'm surprised have. your dad hasn't taught you how to could play you, poker. Could you guys teach me? Yeah, well, Mike. You, have you ever been part of a poker game? Uh, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, it's not my go-to game, but no. I like watching like the guys play World Series of Poker, that, like on TV. Yeah. Oh, that creeps me out. Oh, that's interesting. All those people look they're like weird. They have personality disorders. They do. They probably do. I always see the guy with the uh, with the weird glasses that have eyes staring back at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. I just think that's it's psychologically just, interesting. It's disconcerting. It is. Interesting. I, don't, I don't think it is. I mean, I, I like it. The glasses. I like it too. No, the 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 sort of the the guy at the table trying to psych each other out. Hey, speaking of that, Ricky Jay passed away, and I watched the Ricky Jay documentary last night. Highly recommend it. Do you know who Ricky Jay is? No. Ricky Jay was considered probably the greatest sleight of hand magician ever, hmm. ever. And if you saw his face, you would recognize him because hmm. he was probably in forty films and television shows. He was a, a David Mamet sort of um, alumni. But what an incredible, weird, crazy guy. He passed away at 70. Uh, high, just look at, look at uh, Ricky Jay on Amazon Prime. All right. Okay. Good recommendation for your evening. It is, yeah. In case you don't want to watch football tonight. No, yeah. Though it is going to be a good game. Tennessee and uh, Texans. Right. I can't watch football. When the Steelers lose, it's hard for me to watch other people play. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it is. It's like my heart's broken, so how can I watch someone else win? Okay, but it was just one game. It's not like we're knocked out of the playoffs. Doesn't or matter. Okay. I'm still, don't you don't carry mean, that scar? I don't mean to minimize your pain. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Who are we talking to next? Oh, oh Tim Muehlhoff. Tim Muehlhoff. Oh. Are you ready for this? He's on the phone right now. Here are you ready for this? Bring it on. Five key indicators that your marital arguments could be influenced by demonic opposition. Mm, I've been there. Me too. 101.5 WORD.
The top five answers are on the board to this question. Name a common excuse or reason that people give for not believing the Bible. That's Pastor James McDonald from Walk in the Word Radio. I have my own source of truth. To read more about his answer, download a free digital copy of God Wrote a Book. Pastor James clarifies the misconceptions that surround the infallibility, reliability, and historicity of the Bible. God Wrote a Book, yours free now when you go to wordfm.com slash book. A trip to Fun for All Family Fun Park always has our family like. Now that they've decked the 36 holes of award-winning miniature golf and holiday lights, they got us all thinking. Everything is cool at Christmas time. Holiday Lights Mini Golf runs from November 16th to January 2nd with a portion of the proceeds benefiting Highmark's Caring Place. For more information, visit funforall.com backslash holiday lights and experience the holiday tradition that'll have you singing. A powerful threat calls for a greater response. Not tomorrow, not in a few years. But right now. Some battles must be faced together. Cancer fighters stand up to cancer every day. And you can be part of this battle too. Visit standuptocancer.org to learn more. Together, we can save lives. This Christmas, the tradition continues with Bill Gaither and the Gaither Christmas Homecoming Tour with special guests, the Neelands, Charlotte Ritchie, Kevin Williams, and Mark Lowry. 6 p.m. Saturday night, December 1st at the First Summit Arena in Johnstown. Tickets available now at 800-745-3000, the First Summit Arena box office, or at Gaither.com. Produced by Fill the Gap Concerts. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. said that most married couples, probably all married couples, have the same fight. Oh, yeah. Over, over and, and over and over, over yes, again. Right? Yes. Do you not do this? Yes, of course. And then you go, the thing about having that same fight over and over again is you know the interior landscape of that thing mm-hmm. so well, psychologically, right. emotionally. So all it takes is just a little thing. And you're running, at least in my mind. Well, you're already at seven. Right. I'm right. running Out of a possible point. ten, emotion level, you're already at seven because you've had the fight so many other times. <laughs> she said, she said, what? And inside my head's like, there's fireworks. Right. I'm exploding already. Right. And I'm trying to like be cool. Right. Speaking of fireworks and exploding, that's what's on the cover of Tim Muehlhoff's new book. It's called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Now, Tim joins us on a monthly basis. He's been a great friend to our program. He's also a professor of communication at Biola University, the author of Winsome Persuasion, which was selected by Christianity Today for its Book of the Year Award in the category of Evangelism and Apologetics. And that as was I, last That year. was last year. I mean, this he has a whole new project now. We're talking about marriage. Tim, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Always good. Okay, so Tim, the the demonic response of those fights, that's a thing, isn't it? 
Well, it is. And shockingly, as Christians, it's not even a blip on our screen. Uh, um, 25% of everything Jesus talked about had to do with spiritual opposition. Every New Testament writer talks about spiritual opposition, and John even goes so far to say the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, and yet as Christians, we're like, well, but that's, I don't want to get carried away. I don't want to say the devil made me do it, to quote Flip Wilson from the 70s. Uh, So when we have an argument as Christians, I think Paul would be shocked, Jesus would be shocked, that we don't ever stop to think, is this being spurred on by demonic forces? Wow. Okay, so then break that down. What does that look like? Because if it's true that, you know, every married couple is having the same fight over and over again, then the demonic forces pretty much, they also are part of the interior landscape of who we are as a married couple. Sure. Uh, Before we talk about specifics, and in the book, I I read basically 20 books on spiritual battle and came up with what I call the top five list. These were five signs of spiritual opposition that made everybody's book. I see. But before we get there, we have to answer a very disconcerting question, and that is, can Satan plant thoughts in our minds? Now, there's no evidence whatsoever in the Bible that Satan can read your mind. He's not omniscient. That's only given to God. But there are, there's interesting biblical support that he can plant thoughts in your mind. For example, in First Chronicles 21, it says that Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. Now, you might think it's okay to count your troop numbers if you're a king, but David had slowly put all of his confidence in troop strength instead of in the Lord, so Satan wanted him to count those again so that he'd have even more confidence. You get um, Satan put the idea of betrayal into the heart of Judas. Satan placed greed into the mind of Ananias to lie about the amount of the offering Mm. to the church in Acts. And then you get an amazing one. Remember the tempting of Jesus where Satan takes him up on this mountain and says... Uh, I can give you all the kingdoms of the world, and we learn from the text that Jesus sees all the kingdoms of the world. Now, that'd be impossible from where he was standing. So many people believe that Satan was able to plant the image in Jesus' mind of all earthly kingdoms, past, present, and future, and Jesus rejects that, but he was able to see it because Satan had planted that imagery in his mind. So I think it is possible that Satan can plant thoughts in our minds, and virtually every one of the five we're going to talk about is predicated on the fact that Satan can introduce or demons can introduce thoughts into your mind. Wow. So then what does that look like, Tim? If if Satan can place these thoughts in our mind, what, then he has control over us minute by minute? No, not control, but he, he possibly could influence. So, for example, uh, uh, on the list, in no particular order. No, I shouldn't say that in particular order. I'll save the most important one for last. Okay. So, uncontrolled anger, we get in Ephesians 4.26. Fascinating, Paul says, do not let the sun go down in your anger as not to give the devil a foothold. And foothold in the Greek means opportunity. So, here, let's say this. Let's say that my wife says a comment to me, and it's just a comment that kind of bugs me. But I know my wife. She's a good person. I love her. Um, But this comment bugs me. I don't think the initial comment was Satan-induced, but what I do with it is Satan is wanting to stir the pot, right? He's going to be like, hey, that was a snarky comment, and you deserve better than that. And who is she to comment on this when she does that, right? So when you start to fuel it, when you start to give it energy, I think that's what Satan's trying to do, is to take a comment mm-hmm. and have you uh, take a five, uh, a nickel comment and give it a $10 reaction. I think that's what right. Satan loves to do. 
Got it. And we've all been there, right? Oh, yes. We've all been there. Like, that really made me mad. And I went to bed mad, and I woke up mad, right? Yes. That's what Satan loves to do. Um, Next would be a sense of impending doom. Uh, so, for instance, um, if we take the uh, Giving Tuesday is tomorrow, and our church is participating in this as well as other churches, I'm sure. Um, well, we want to take a faith step. We, we want to give um, generously to the causes that my church supports, but Satan comes in and says, yeah, but if you do that, boy, I'll tell you what, that could really hurt your bank account. What if things go south? What if you lose your job? What if, you better hang on to that money because you can't be given like that. That's crazy. And, you know, maybe God won't come through and protect you like that. Right? That kind of stuff is where Paul says, okay, you've got to learn how to take every thought captive because those thoughts, now, it could just be anxiety, right? We never would want to treat this with just one answer, right? Some people do struggle with anxiety, and some of that is chemically produced, right, in their brain. So, again, we would want to sit down with a psychiatrist. We'd want to sit down with a medical doctor and a spiritual um, authority to sit and say, okay, why is it that you have this sense of doom? You let your son go on a missions trip, and you just absolutely have this sense of dread that they're going to be hurt or even killed. Right? I think all parents should be concerned about kids going on missions trips, but when it's a sense of doom, mm-hmm. I think we need to flesh that out. Uh, let me continue. Yeah, um, no longer believing the best about God. Right? Paul says in Romans 8.28, God takes everything and it works together for good, and you don't believe that anymore. You don't believe that God's on your side. Uh, no longer believing the best about yourself. Right? There's a huge difference between conviction of the Holy Spirit and shame. Right? I'm the worst husband in the world. I'm the worst parent in the world. Yeah. And, th- and then the last one is that everybody agreed this was the most powerful way Satan gets a foothold in your marriage is a lack of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is that we just choose not to forgive each other as Christ has forgiven us. We choose not to extend that same forgiveness to our spouses or our children. That's really good, Tim. I mean, I think if you've been married for any length of time, you nod your head at all those and you think, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, you know, this is the first time ever I have thought about them in terms of us having a spiritual adversary. And by us, I meaning I mean both my husband and I having an adversary, not my husband and I being adversaries. And Kathy, you know what's so funny about that? The rest of the world doesn't think that way. If we were to go to the church in Africa, right, they would – when I would, did relief work in Africa – uh, every time we left the compound, people prayed against spiritual opposition. Here in the United States, you're right, Kathy, no one thinks about this. And I'll confess, that was me until some really powerful things started to happen in our marriage and in my life. Um, that I started to think, hey, something's going on here. And it was a good friend of mine who studies this who said, Tim, my goodness, you're under spiritual attack. Hello, why would you not even think of that? And See, I, the I, fact that... Tim, right? Isn't that crazy? I'm the same, I am the same way. That is the very last thing Me I too. think of. I'd, I'd be the same way. So then what was your response when your friend said that to you, Tim? How did you start to work through this? All right, so let me tell you a very interesting thing I, I stick in the book. So, so Satan, uh, we are to study the schemes of the devil. So Satan is very uh, crafty is the word that's used to describe him in Genesis when he's a serpent, right? Crafty means subtle in, the New Test- in, in uh, Hebrew. So I, I am asked to consider being the interim teaching pastor of a really large church here in Orange County, about 5,000 people. 
Um, and I, I thought, okay, let me pray about this. That night, I had the most violent dream I've ever had in my life. The dream was that men were coming up our stairs and were going to kill me and Noreen. They weren't here to rob us. They were here to kill us. It was so vivid. I got up out of bed. I am standing by our door waiting for these men to come through the door, and I'm going to have to attack them, wow. you know. And then, you know, time goes by, and I'm like, wait a minute. The alarm didn't go off. The dog didn't bark. So I creaked the door. Nobody's there. Happened the next night, the next night. Then an elder calls me. This is why I wrote the book. An elder from the church calls me and says, hey, we just want you to know we're praying about your decision, and we don't take it lightly. You're a professor, and you're going to add this. And we're at the very end, and I said, hey, can I mention something to you? that I don't know. This is kind of bizarre. And I mentioned the dreams. He goes, hey, we're calling the elders tonight. You need to come in tonight. We're going to pray over you. This is spiritual battle. You're under attack, and we need to pray. Now, One other time, I was in a hotel room speaking at a marriage conference, and I am laying in bed, and I am not an extremist. Over me is something breathing right above my face. I got up, turned on every light, nobody was there, and I called my friend, and he said, dude, you're under spiritual attack. You need to say warfare prayers in that hotel room like right now. Well, I did. The next morning, it was as if... Somebody had shifted my body from a smoking room to a non-smoking room. I mean, it was gone that next morning. Now, here's what Satan did. He's never done that again with me. It's only twice in my entire adult lifetime I felt like it was demonic oppression. Why? Because it, it drove me to spiritual battle. It drove me to read books about spiritual battle. It drove me to, there's a guy, Clint Arnold, who writes the foreword to the book, is the foremost authority on Ephesians, teaches at my school. I had lunch with him. So Satan looks at me and says, oh, crud, with Mielhoff, the overt is too much. It drove him to um, study this issue. I need to be more subtle with Mielhoff, not overt. And I think that's what the book is about. Is The book is really about the subtle ways Satan tries to get into your marriage. He can do the overt, but for a lot of marriages, that might backfire because it forces us to our pastor. It forces us to our knees. I think he's trying through these arguments to get us to hang on to grudges, get bitter with each other, and not forgive each other. And that's where he gets the foothold. And we're defenseless because none of us ever think he's at work in the background. That's so good. Now, listen, for people who are just listening, you know, they, 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 they're not familiar with you or maybe they're not familiar with John and I. I mean, hearing you talk like this is really crazy to me only because we're like when we talk we're like super rational all the time we're like trying to assess communication patterns and we're trying to deal with you know how we yes. can hear more people's perspectives and we want to be open-minded and we want to recognize that there's you know truth in different sectors of american society and all of a sudden we're talking about demonic oppression it makes perfect sense though doesn't it, it and you know what a friend of mine said to me this was so in, this was satan's final attack to get me not to write the book a good friend of mine who's a christian author grabbed me and said tim Man, you got to think about branding just a little bit here. Do you really want to be known as the devil guy? Think about that. Wow. And you know what? I thought, I don't want to be the devil guy. I absolutely do not want to be the devil guy, right? Right. But then the Holy Spirit just said to me, so let me get this right. You're going to withhold all the ways Satan impacts communication because you don't want to be known as the devil guy, yet Jesus was known as the devil guy. Wow. That's and I was like, wow, that's true. And so 
so I wrote the book, and now I'm sort of, and I'm doing, I'm on the circuit. I'm the devil guy with all <laughs> these interviews. <laughs> the devil oh, guy word. on the circuit. Great. Oh, okay. Well, listen. <laughs> Good job, Tim. I'm excited to read the book. It's by Tim Muehlhoff. It's called "Defending Your Marriage: The Reality of Spiritual Battle." I'll put something up on our Facebook page, but before I leave tonight, so that you can find it yourself. Right. Hashtag it. Devil guy. Tim Muehlhoff. <laughs> The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. This is Mike Howard for Word FM, here to tell you about an awesome opportunity to attend Teal College in nearby Greenville, Pennsylvania for an extremely discounted investment without discounting the educational experience. More on that in a moment. Teal College was founded in 1866 as a co-educational institution in western Pennsylvania. Teal is an independent liberal arts college rooted in the Lutheran tradition, offering distinctive programs in the arts and humanities, social and natural sciences, and professional studies, together with engaging co-curricular and athletic opportunities. Teal College provides an accessible and inclusive learning environment that emphasizes service to society. Teal's residential campus offers a safe and supportive setting in which to grow and learn. Word FM is pleased to offer a tuition voucher to a brand new student at Teal College at half price. Yes, half price. That is almost $15,000 in savings. Call me today, Mike Howard, to find out more. 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. Kath, did you avail yourself of the uh, Black Friday sales? Were you out and about? I was not out or about. Uh, good. 
Neither was I. However, uh, it's now become Black Friday Cyber Monday, which is today's Cyber Monday. Right. They sort of morphed into each other to make more of a longer shopping experience. Which is, of course, what everyone in America wants. Is a, a longer, longer shopping, shopping experience. experience. Right. right. Okay, so uh, an article in today's New York Times, how to get the most out of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, even if you're not into tech. So they're, they're essentially saying just skip the doorbusters. You're better off staying at home. Because okay. the doorbusters are sort of oftentimes minimal quality. They're just an enticement based upon the low price. But of all this whole um, whole article, what I took was that maybe <laughs> – this is weird – that you should take care of yourself, that you would buy things on deep discount that you would not normally buy. Like maybe it's time now to replace your worn-out basics like your bath towels. Today would be a good day to buy Cyber hey, wait, Monday. Is it Bath Towel Monday? Bath Towel Monday. I didn't know it was Bath Towel Monday. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Okay. Or, you know, you know, um, your your pot, your crock pot, or your noise-canceling headphones, things that are kind of so weird. So this is a day for me, not a day to get a jump on holiday yeah, gift That's giving. what they're saying, yeah. Buy the stuff that you would not normally buy for, you know, for yourself. Well, I don't just think saying. that's really the spirit of the season. I don't know. I'm just saying what they're saying. Which are you going to buy something for yourself? Well, I kind of like to buy some new towels. Oh, now what? Now that Wouldn't you've I... read that, now that you think, well, I could use yeah, some towels. Yeah. I'm good with towels. Oh, I bought you? towels not too long ago, so okay. I don't think I should buy towels. You know what I bought last week was a new shower curtain. <gasps> that's I always a love. very good feeling. It is. I enjoy a new shower curtain. I bought a, a real nice shower curtain. Every time I see it now, I walk in the bathroom, I smile. You know what I got last week? Hmm. A new refrigerator. Oh, yes, you Tom, did. Tom Nicastro and family. Sears. I salute you. Dig you, Tom. I salute you. Oh, very, very nice. It's a beautiful, and it finally got in. Listen, it's so great. It, oh, I can't even tell you how great it is. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. General Motors is announcing big job cuts as part of a restructuring. GM says it's looking at the future with a focus on autonomous and electric vehicles and notes consumers are shifting from cars to trucks and SUVs. America's biggest automaker will lay off up to 14,000 workers in the U.S. and Canada and may close five plants in Maryland, Michigan, Ohio, and Ontario. The figures include about 8,100 white-collar workers some of whom will take buyouts. Some of the factory workers included could transfer to truck or SUV factories that are boosting production. Most of the factories that might close make cars that will not be sold in the U.S. after next year. Sagar Magani at the White House. Good day on Wall Street as the Dow is up by 354 points. The Nasdaq rose 143. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. How do you celebrate faith, family, and fun? How about on eight wheels? Word FM Skate Nights are coming to Neville Rollerdrome beginning Monday, December 3rd. Join host Kenny Woods every first Monday of the month and enjoy your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could even win a free skate night for your family. Admission is $7. Skate rental just three more. Details at skatenrd.com. Word FM Skate Skate nights at Neville Roller Drone at skatenrd.com. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're 
ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com, on christianradio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? Word FM hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at wordfm.com now to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at wordfm.com. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Tonight through tomorrow, we stay brisk and cold with clouds and snow showers. Little or no accumulation outside of the laurels an inch or two in the mountains. Watch for slippery spots. Low 28 tonight, high tomorrow 32. Steadier snow tomorrow night leaves a coating to an inch more in the laurels. That'll result in slippery travel. Low 25 tomorrow night. Blustery and cold with lingering flurries Wednesday. High near 30. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along today. It's hard to say if the, if the sun is setting or if the sun ever arrived. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I What's think, going on out there? You know how in you know northernmost parts of the globe, you know at, at certain points in the year the sun doesn't really rise. It just kind of goes like real low over the right. horizon. You get like a little glimpse of it, and then it goes away. Yeah. I feel like that's we're it. In, we're in that space. How about that? The, when you bring that up, I think about that movie where the guy went to Alaska and then like died in a school bus. <laughs> Remember that? That's <laughs> that's gonna be me. I'm just so sick of it already. I'm gonna. I don't need to go to Alaska, and I don't need a school bus. You'll find the station wagon down there on Banksville Road. What happened to that guy? What the heck? Oh gosh! So the Steeler game put you over the edge. Oh, Is that what did it? No, no, the Steeler game. Listen, can I ask a question? I need to ask you this question. Am I going to say well, no? No. When you. When you're looking at a game like football, yep. and you know that there are rules and regulations that govern the sport, and you recognize that there's the reason that holding is a penalty is because holding is an unfair advantage sure. for, the, for the team that's doing it. I that's why it's a penalty. I get the rule. I see where you're going here. Xavier Grimble fumbling forward through the end zone. Now, I've seen this before. I remember watching, I think it was the Jets play the Patriots last year, and I saw this this rule come into 
Why is Why? that a rule? It seems very arbitrary. I don't understand that. So you fumble forward through the end zone, and it's a touchback for the other team. How Why? can that be? Why? He just lost the ball, picked the ball up, put it at the one-yard line where he lost the ball. Why does it go I as a touchback know. to the other team? I don't know. It's so weird. I, I, I was really, shocked by that. Really dislike that rule, yeah, I, no, and I dislike it, it much us. more because it went against yeah, us yesterday. It's so very, very weird. It's just really annoying. Well, it's just one of those. Was it? A, of course, the Steelers did not look sharp. Oh, I thought they looked very sharp at certain times, well, and then remarkably unsharp at how, other times. There were so many weird way plays that went against them. Yeah, but some great. I mean, how about? Oh, that ninety-seven yard. Oh, that was gorgeous. Wasn't that fabulous? Sure Juju? was. Yeah, but how about our kicker who? That was great too. Wonderful fake kick, fake punt. Alejandro Villanueva oh. ends up being a wide receiver again, like the olden times. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. What's our kicker's name? Why can't I think of him? I don't know. Boswell. Just, Thank you. Oh, there you go. Tom Boswell. No, not Tom. <laughs> Tom Brokoff. <laughs> no, not Tom. Oh. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he did a great job. It was a nice spiral on it. Very I mean, nice. I was really excited. See, that was the perfect end of the second quarter. But whenever the game, whenever they lose. I find that hard to shake. Don't you find? And I, and yes, I, think, I was really down last night. And I night. think, John, it's just a game. What are you mm-hmm. like getting like? And every year I do this. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to become emotionally invested. Then they lose. I feel bad. I'm kind of grumpy. I'm like, John, get over this. You shouldn't. What is the deal? I know. I know. It's so sick. Mike's playing the uh, the Boswell to Villanueva oh, pass, yeah, which is just there. great. It's what, 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 what it is. Oh, it's a fake. I can't believe we wasted that great touchdown on a losing effort. It just stinks. Gosh. <sighs> all right, but okay, well, let's be honest. Bringing this up again. We, we gave Ben all the glory, laud, and honor last Sunday yep. for, for you know, bringing, rescuing us from despair. Rescuing us from, uh, from the defeat at the hands of the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he threw a pick at a really Really bad time. Like he did the last of the game. week, but it wasn't. Really. It didn't count okay, last week. why were we passing there? I don't know. Why was that not a running? They've down? been passing anyone, the whole game. Why, I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. understand. We're, don't we're know. we've got four downs inside the one. You knew that was four down territory. We yep. were going to go for it on fourth down. Put your full you, back in there. Why? Why aren't you running that ball? I don't know. No idea. All right. Just feels bad. Okay, moving on to other things Thank that are you. happier. Thank you, John. I could not believe when I looked at Facebook today and saw that you, of all people. Have your Christmas tree already. How about that? Who are you? Well. And what have you done with John Hall? What I am is an opportunist. A person of convenience, quite honestly, because we were taking our son back to Grove City College for the sort of final home stretch of the semester. And I thought, well, last year we had this really bad experience because we all kind of like to go together. We go to like a, this is in air quotes, a Christmas tree farm. So last year, Christmas Eve day, we woke up and drove to a Christmas tree farm. That's December 24th, for those of you paying attention at right. home. And so you did not have a Christmas tree until December 24th of last year. And we bought this really sad little abysmal tree and paid like premium price so we could have the experience of walking the fields and picking out a Christmas tree. Which is an experience I don't need. Well, I, we've done this forever right. since the kids were little. But our Christmas tree, like a lot of Christmas trees, for whatever reason, they close on Christmas Eve. I, you know, why, why would you do that? I mean, why would you do that? Not because most people have had their tree for two or three weeks right. at that point. Anyway, so we bought this overpriced tree last year. It was a bad experience. So I said, let's do it sooner. So I was going to take them back last night. 
and we kind of just snuck in a quick visit to Camp Joanne's Christmas tree farm and had a very nice experience. Got a very pretty tree, cut it down, wandered the fields, had a little, you know, had a little Christmas moment. And now the tree's sitting outside my house in a big bucket of water, a big bucket. So you're a whole month earlier than you were last year. Oh, can you believe Kudos that? Kudos to you, John. Well, I just learned Kudos from that experience. Kudos to you. I'm proud of him. Yeah. I, I mean, you're becoming more like Mike every day. Well, like, yeah, I think maybe. the Mike influence is really just worn off on me here. Yeah. Mike, when was your Christmas tree up? Um, at the beginning of November. November. I mean, seriously. Yes. That's See, a little too much. That's too much. It no is. way. No, it is. It is way too much. Makes me happy. No. I. <laughs> it distracts me from the doom and gloom of what's going on outside. Yeah, what do is, you mean? There's well, no... Look at it. You don't even know if the sun is out or not. No, right, that's a good right, point. Right. All right. You know well, what I'm saying? What about you? When are you going up to the attic? Yeah, I've got to go up all the way to the attic. <laughs> and get in the tree. Get my tree. i got to, I got to put on my uh, snowshoes, my mittens, my hat. We had a good time. Go up there to the attic. Take your bow saw out mm-hmm. there and cut that little get baby the tree down. Out. You, what get do you all get? Use like a little feather duster up there. Now I have a little mm-hmm. Christmas tree. I have a Christmas closet. It's like a, it, all it has in it is Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not surprised by that at all. <laughs> Did you have a Christmas closet? I'm not. I'm not. Is it color coded and tabbed? A little bit. With a little note to yourself. It does have and a notes. verse probably in there. I have some photos from last year I'm stuck sh- to things so I know what I did that worked and what I did that See? didn't. But wait a second. Isn't there a nativity scene outside your house, Kat? There is not. Scene. There's oh, not. Unless what? you unless you put one up, Mike. What do you mean, I like one of those no, big plastic there, ones? There's no nativity set outside my house. Would you have one of those? No. Why not? No. Be- I don't like those. It's not that I don't like the nativity, because I do. I like it very much. I very you know, much appreciate it and believe it to be historical truth. However, y- yes, I don't it, want the light-up version of it to mm. be glitzy and weird in front of my house. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you. Thank you. It, it sort of borders on... No. Disney, the Disneyfication, Disneyfication kind of, kind of, of America. Of. But I do appreciate the people put those outside their houses, and I do love that. I know. So that's why I didn't right. want to bring it up until you guys made me. Thanks, Wait. Mike and John. How about the Mazay family? I don't know who they are. Oh, I went to a grade school with the Mazay family. They live in Swiss Home Park. And when they were like, we were little kids, I think he has four sisters, maybe, maybe three sisters and one son. They did a living nativity in the picture window of their living room every year. Come on. People came from all from miles around to see and they had like the curtains and then all of a sudden the curtains would open. And then there would be, you know, the living Jesus. What, what did they do with Jesus? I guess it was just a baby doll. Okay. But they had Joseph and Mary, the shepherds. Uh, it was very cool. Then they were all in the that they had a lot of children in this family? Not that many. Maybe like just four or five. That's a lot. I still liked it. It was very, very interesting. And then would it, w- after a while, would then the curtains close? Yes, and they would take breaks, you know, every so often to rest their aching knees, I'm sure. you know. Were they like sitting up on top of a table in front of the window? It was a platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very manger-ish. It was very pretty. The living nativity. Aren't there such things like that Yes, around? I went to one at Eastminster Presbyterian Church maybe, I don't know, several years ago. Oh, yeah. That was very cool. That had you know lots of big animals, and mm-hmm. you know there was a camel there. And I love that. Some donkeys, and it we was used cool. to do that too at Eastminster. Yeah, did, did East I go with you? Probably not. Okay, I don't think we knew each other. <laughs> Forget it then. <laughs> but yeah, Forget. very cool. Well, that's good for the Mazay family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Was, were there ever any accidents or any unforeseen circumstances? I don't think so. I think they handled like it pretty well. Like someone got chicken pox and no, messed it up or no, something? No, no, no. I think they handled things pretty well. But just that, that you know, maybe think about it was that big light up, the big chunks of plastic. Right. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, John. Uh, right. Plus, I have my nice fall. You know, I have my. Oh, you still have your autumnal display. I do. I, my autumnal display is still. I thought in... you were breaking the Bay of Hail down and then turning it well, into a I nativity. Well, I will, but thing. I haven't done it yet. Okay. I'm not going to turn it into a nativity thing. I'm going to do a little, you know, uh, Thanksgiving greenery type well, of thing. I don't want to brag, but my Christmas tree is almost up and you're still with your bale of hay. <laughs> Say, hey, get on it. Leave my autumnal display out of this. All right. What are we talking about next? Oh, how about this story? How about that story of that young man who went to an island where there were primitive people? He was trying to convert these people and he was murdered. I mean, it's a, a wild story. 101.5 Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. How happy are you today, this season, as you approach Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's this year? How happy are you? This week, Dr. Kurt Bjorklund, senior pastor of Orchard Hill Church, offers biblical guidance to survive amidst the busyness, expectations, and comparisons in order to truly enjoy the season between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind. Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. With after-hour calls, return within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. It's me, the kid who's saying, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yeah, I grew up, got my teeth. Turns out, not super impressive. What I really should have sang was, all I want for Christmas is to go to Fun For All Family Fun Park's Holiday Lights Mini Golf. They turn 36 holes of award-winning miniature golf into a Holiday Lights extravaganza like no other. From 5 to 10 p.m. November 16th through January 2nd, it's the most fantastic way to have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Still got it. Learn more at funforall.com backslash holiday lights. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we'd like to know, is it better to give or receive? One lucky winner in each of our markets will get to make that choice for themselves this Christmas. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set for each winner to either give to a loved one or receive for themselves. Visit any of our stores by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. May your holiday be merry and bright and you always sleep tight. 
Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our Tuition Solution Specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Over the weekend, we were reading about this incredibly heartbreaking story about a missionary, a missionary from the United States who was killed by the world's most isolated tribe. Um, John Allen Chu. Or Chow, perhaps, is the more appropriate so, yeah. uh, pronunciation. 26-year-old American missionary killed on a remote island off the coast of India, where he was attempting to share the gospel with the most isolated tribe, as you said, John, in the world. Kyle Howard is with us. Kyle Howard is a preacher, a Bible teacher, a Christian counselor, a student in historical theology at Southern Seminary. Here to talk to us about this. Kyle, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. It's my privilege. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Happy to have you. Tell us about John Allen Chow. Yeah, so um, I'll be honest and straightforward up front and say that it seems more information is still coming out. There's still a lot of uh, things that have not necessarily been solidified in regards to uh, his his missionary training, you know, his background and those kinds of things. Um, from my understanding, um, he was a uh, young man who was uh, went to a school seminary at um, I'm having a mind blank yeah Oral uh, Roberts Oral Roberts Oral Roberts yeah. thank yeah. you <laughs> Oral Roberts Seminary and uh, he was part of a missions organization um, that I'm honestly I, I tried searching for information about them and uh, maybe you guys have gotten more information I'm still a little bit uh, cloudy in regards to yeah I don't know their... it's called All Nations uh, all I know is it's a Christian missions agency it's based here in the United States. Yeah, so that's pretty much what <laughs> what I've been able to come up with, and so I, I, I it, it substance is still a lot of cloudiness in regards to, and that that was one of the things that I brought up on uh, engaging on social media was the methodology being used and having questions related to the training that he obtained, but uh, he was clearly a, a guy uh, again believing and hoping the best that is desiring to see uh, this remote tribe come to know Jesus. Um, his uh, desire and passion, as he said in, I believe, in one of his journals, that he wanted them to be worshiping the Lamb in their own tongue, even, as uh, spoken of in Revelation 7-9. He wanted them to be one of those tribes there. And so he was a young man who had a passion and a desire uh, for that tribe to, to know Jesus and the gospel, and was willing to risk his life to do that. Yes. So the the people that he tried to contact, they're called the Centalese people. They are a protected tribe of people, maybe 50 to 150 people live on a remote island off the coast of India, and it's a crime to try to contact these people. However, John Chow, uh, he apparently gave some local fishermen some money. They got him close to the shoreline. From there, he drove um, a small canoe by himself, and as he approached these people, he was shouting out, my name is John, and I love you, and Jesus loves you. 
And at that point, the Centralese tribemen, they started to shoot him with bows and arrows, with arrows as he moved forward onto the beach. And at that point, more came his way until he was toppled. The men, uh, the Sentinelese men went to get the body. Apparently from a distance, the, the fishermen report that they saw him. Uh, he was uh, sort of bound and dragged by the, by the men on this island. And then the body disappeared. Now, today I'm reading that uh, people have tried to, the com- uh, Indian police have tried to come on the island. They too have been repuffed, rebuffed by the Sentinelese people. So it remains to be seen. The thought is that clearly the man has died. John Chow has died. And the body remains to be seen where it is. Yes, that, that's from what that's is what I've been reading as of late as well. So what do you think about this, Kyle? Um, what's interesting is I think, you know, whoever you talk to, everyone's got different opinions about, you know, the wisdom or lack thereof of trying to evangelize people that are so deeply isolated. But at the same time, you do appreciate the man's fervor for Christ that he's willing to put himself in danger. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> and I, I, I feel the same way. And I think that one of the challenges about uh, speaking about this is that, it is still war as well, um, and kind of similar to when you have, like, with school shootings, you have people like politicians and activists who ask questions like, hey, what can we do about this? Yeah. But then the general populace is, you know, no, let's just wait on that in thoughts and prayers. Um, me as a Christian mini- uh, minister, and I think even pastors and theologians, uh, we want to make sure that we're expressing compassion, yes. that we, we mourn the loss of a beloved brother. This is a, someone who I consider a brother in Christ who... I will spend an eternity with, but at the same time, there can be lessons that we need to learn in order to protect um, other brothers and sisters and missionaries. And so I think that it's, it's helpful in these situations to think through um, missiological methodology or the method used for missions and see if there's anything that can be gleaned so that we can pre- prevent something like this happening again in the future. Yes. And and in that, I do think that there's things that can be learned from this situation. So his alma mater, Oral Roberts University, released this statement saying, Oral Roberts University alumni have gone to the uttermost bounds of the earth for the last 50 years, bringing hope and healing to millions. We are not surprised that John would try to reach out to those isolated people in order to share God's love. We are deeply saddened to hear of his death. Now listen to this. On the other perspective, I was reading an article about uh, John Allen Chow in the New Republic. Their perspective is different. He says, they say, John Chow represented a very contemporary kind of villain, wholly oblivious of his ingrained prejudices, a menace in his smiling condescension. Quote, Lord, is this island Satan's last stronghold where none have heard or even had the chance to hear your name, he wrote? A few fellow zealots have described him as a martyr, but scholars and pundits have recognized tacitly or otherwise that he was asking for something awful to happen. I w- how can I you mean, describe this is, this that? Is, this is the world that looks at, uh, at the acts of a person very differently. From our perspective as people who already believe in Jesus and for people who don't, they look at it as this is just what, that kind of colonization. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I think... So to me, it's more complex than that, and one of the sure. reasons why I even engaged, I knew that once I engaged, I was going to get, I had some one person accuse me of seeking to dance on his coffin uh, because I was speaking about these things. And so I knew that there was going to be pushback, And uh, but the reason I engaged is because I saw that polarization 
Um, there were some who were in many ways celebrating um, him as a martyr and more creating him with someone like Jim Elliot. Mm-hmm. And then there were others on the other side who, I mean, what you just read kind of gives a good picture of that. And what what I would say is I think that what we are seeing, um, two things. One, the world is always going to look at evangelism and mis- mission as scornful with scorn, mockery, and they're just not going to get it. So that's, that's always going to happen as Christians seek to advance the gospel. However, at the same time, I do believe that the Church has historically practice missions in a way that has developed uh, different levels of distrust and um, and negative views, if you would, about how about missions and, and evangelism. Mm-hmm. And so we do. So colonization is real. Um, the Christ, Christians using a theology of providence alongside manifest destiny, going around the world and conquering people, um, committing genocide in the name of Christ and forcing their own culture, Western culture, onto other groups is something that is a historical reality. Yeah. And so, I, I, and I do think that there, there are certain things or practices, um, which I'm happy to talk about briefly, that, that John Chow did, that I can see why it would make people think, if they're not thinking very deeply, um, that it was colonization or that he was a colonizer. And because there are hints of that, and now, now whether that's built into the methodology of or Roberts how they do missions, or I, I don't know. But there are certain things such as him going there and uh, just walking onto the beach and and yelling at them in his own vernacular, his own in his own language. Um, the people that I know who are missionaries who go into unreached people groups, they don't assert themselves onto the culture like that. They will enter into a space live kind of off on their own, maybe offer some gifts, but they won't enter into a, a, culture, a, a different culture or a people group unless they're invited into that people group. I see. Yeah, and so, the, the, mm-hmm. and so he, but him going and just going straight to the people and speaking to them, I can see how that could make certain people feel like, hey, was this guy going there with certain ideas um, related to that, that kind of have that fragrance of colonization on them. Exactly. And then people take that and kind of run with it. And so the Christians of color who who are asking that question, and then of course you have the ward who is going to just look at that with scoff and just say, oh yeah, this is just someone doing something evil, which is seeking to uh, proclaim the gospel to a people group so that they would know Christ. Yeah, obviously there's a lot more subtlety and complexity here than black or white on one side or the other. Absolutely. And and I, I do see the polarization. I see on the one side, again, um, no one asking questions related to the methodology. And then on the other side, people looking at how things transpired and just completely dismissing it as someone who uh, was a colonizer and was just seeking to colonize these people and was not doing this as a, maybe with a lack of wisdom, but still as an overflow of love. And um, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I think that I think, honestly, if I'm frank, I think that evangelicalism as a whole um, has to reconcile uh, an aspect of their faith and practice that, as they are practicing certain aspects of their faith, can look to other people as if it's not coming from an overflow of love. Hmm. And, and, And that leads to people questioning things where they wouldn't necessarily have to have those questions if it was done differently. 
Right. I hope that makes sense. No, it, it does. does. It does make sense. You know, it's a challenging. It's a challenging topic um, because you can err on one side or the other. You know, you can err in saying, well, as long as someone is going to s- spread the gospel of Jesus, then whatever whatever they're doing is right and they should go for it. And then the other perspective is that you need to leave people alone. There has to be some middle ground in there where we act like responsible people who are also rational people recognizing the differences between cultures while at the same time recognizing that if we believe in Jesus, our lives don't belong to us. Yeah. It, so, yeah, amen. Anyway, it, it, it's hard, and it, this calls for wisdom. So thank you so much for joining us. That's Kyle Howard. Kyle's a preacher, a Bible teacher, and a Christian counselor and student in historical theology at Southern Seminary. Take a break. Come back. Um, let's pick up this topic some more and talk about evangelism, international evangelism, mission trips, and how to properly engage the culture or not. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan tassies, and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar Cheesecake or Filled Chocolate Log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or capons? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with my pillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to my pillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, made it machine washable and dryable, and his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried MyPillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's buy one, get one holiday special offer. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and mention promo code WORD and get two MyPillows for the price of one. That's one for you and one to give as a gift to someone you love. If you don't absolutely love it, return it in 60 days for your money back, no questions asked. Plus, it comes with a 10-year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. We've been in business since 2001. Greg Hybert, independent local owner of Sears Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. We care about our customer satisfaction. We're actually a local company. It's a franchise owned, which is my family, the hybrid family. And just recently, we were rewarded third in the nation in customer service. If you have an issue, we want to hear about it. We want to know if something happened because we want to take care of it. We're going to get your home as clean as we can. Call 412-821-5200. Satisfaction guaranteed. 412-821-5200. One of the things that's been disturbing to me about education in america whether you're talking about junior high or high school or even college as you watch your kids as i watch my kids and i know a lot of other kids right friends of my kids and you know kids i know in church and community is that 
I feel like we're always telling students to look at the next step. So when I remember the day that my daughter went into seventh grade uh, assembly, I don't remember, it was maybe September of that year, October of her seventh grade year. And the question was, what are you going to do for a living? In seventh grade. In seventh grade. So that you can deter. And the reason they're asking that question, I'm sh- and I know that there's a good motive behind it, is so that we can get you in the right classes starting now in seventh grade. Like AP classes. Right. So that you can get to the right, you know, get all the right things in so that you can get into the right college so that you can get the right degree so that you can get the right job the only problem is that we're talking to like 13 year olds i mean what do they know about what they want to do know what you're doing right right and and again i appreciate the fact that they're asking the question but i also think that we can go too far with that and we can make kids feel like they have to know everything that they're that they want to do and then make all the appropriate decisions now so they can get to that space, right? So in junior high, they're going to decide what they're going to do so that they can pick the right classes in high school. And when they're in high school, they're going to take all the right AP classes so that they can get into the right college. And then when they're in college, they're going to get all the right internships and everything so they can get the right job. And I feel like there's a problem in just being in the present. How do you be in the present when we are forcing kids to be always thinking about the next step. The next big step. Okay, that's a good point. So my oldest is a junior at Grove City. And, of course, you know, home for the Thanksgiving holiday, a lot of conversation about that next step. But more than anything, despite him being anxious, he knows that what's presented at Grove City College, this whole sort of menu, this mosaic of all the different programs, all the different classes. There's an overlay of Christ is in control. And the study that goes on there, especially the theological study, in many ways acts as a calming agent. Yeah, I think you're that right about all, There's that. all this anxiety that every kid shares about who am I going to be? What's the next step? What about my math? All these different things. But if you're at a Christian college, an excellent Christian college like Grove City, despite all that fear and anxiety, the overlay is Christ is with you. Have no fear. Take the next step in confidence, and all will be right. The very first week that my daughter was at Grove City College, someone said to her, someone in authority said to her, it was Paul McNulty, I'll just drop his name because he was the president of Grove City College. He said, and not just to her, it was to an assembly of students, your job right now, your vocation is to be a student. That's the calming agent you're talking about, right? This, yes. So you can be thinking about your next step. Of course, we want you to get a job. We want you to be in a vocation that you enjoy. But for right now, enjoy your present. Learn what you have to learn because God's call on you right now is to be a student. Hey, full disclosure, both Kath's child and mine, they both attend Grove City College. They love it. Look online, gcc.edu. Say yes to Grove City. Tonight through tomorrow, we stay brisk and cold with clouds and snow showers. Little or no accumulation outside of the laurels and inch or two in the mountains. Watch for slippery spots. Low 28 tonight, high tomorrow 32. Steadier snow tomorrow night leaves a coating to an inch more in the laurels. That'll result in slippery travel. Low 25 tomorrow night. Lustery and cold with lingering flurries Wednesday, high near 30. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, before the break, we're talking about uh, uh, the evangelist, John John Allen Chow, who was, we believe, killed off an island 
of the, the coast of India. North Sentinel Island, which is part of the Adaman and Nicobar Islands, 700 miles off of India's eastern coast. Now, these are a protected people because modern life has not impeded into their lives as of yet. And it's a crime to go on this island. They want these people to be left alone, undisturbed for many reasons. One of them is that because as a, a person would come on the island, a modern person, all the bacteria, the microbes we carry could infect who they are in that what would they believe is somehow a purity to specifically their own environment. Plus, historically, other indigenous tribes were wiped out when the British turned those islands into penal colonies in the 19th century. So what does that look like? That someone's excited who is a Christian, and this is how he's been described, a Christian adventurer who goes on to a place that he, quite honestly, is not welcome. It's against the law, but he believes it's his duty to go and evangelize. Right. He was murdered because of that by the people that he was, in fact, trying to evangelize, clumsy as it may have been and misguided as it was. Mm-hmm. It brings up a lot of really interesting, serious questions about our rights, responsibilities, and duties as believers in Jesus Christ. I think it can be both things. I think I think the temptation is to label this man as something, to either call him a martyr. A zealot. A zealot. Um, or to call him an irrepressible fool. Right. I mean, the, those, are the, those, those are the extremes. Those are the extremes, right? Um, but I don't think any of us in any of our roles in life are one thing. I think we're a combination of things. Right. And so I think that we can look at John Allen Chow and we can say, wow, he didn't know much about where he was going and he didn't in- investigate what this was. And maybe he didn't go in with any kind of responsible game plan. And acknowledging all of that doesn't take away from the fact that there's something unbelievably beautiful about saying I want to speak the name of Jesus to those people he says you guys might think I'm crazy in all this but I think it's worth it to declare Jesus to these people now who can say no to that right that's that's part of our goal right to speak the name of Jesus to all the people right? of the power earth. in that name we know we, uh, we've seen that in our own lives we know that right. from the lives we've lived here and we know that from the scriptures that we've been given however at the same time it's a matter of how right right many things in life are done with a good how mm-hmm. you've got a game plan you understand the right. circumstances how the how you are to engage i mean that's that's one of the reasons why you get an education is so you can break down the how Right. And I'm sure there are people who have studied the Sentinelese people for a long time, you know, anthropologists or historians or whatever. Um, and so coming up with an idea of how to make an inroad into that people group um, is not something that you can figure out in a short period of time. It no. doesn't seem now from what we understand, I'm sure we're going to have more information as the story is uncovered more, but it doesn't seem as if he took those steps initially. No, because apparently someone else had been killed by these same people, not in, a, in an evangelistic way, but not that long ago, two fishermen came onto the island to try to fish and they themselves were killed. So known in the area as a dangerous place to be. Uh, it's a heartbreaking story, isn't yeah. it? It really is. It is, and I'm sure that those who loved John Allen Chow are 
are mourning his death. Of course. And like his parents and his siblings and, you know, those who loved him at Oral Roberts University. That's a bright and shining light, an adventurer who goes out and mm-hmm. tries to change the world. But at the same time, what's curious to me is the Indian police are saying, we're going to try to go on the island and make arrests. We're going to arrest these people. Well, that's How a, hard, that well, that's a hard thing. But here, here's the thing. If an American is lost in North Korea... Like we know how that story unfolded, right? The yeah. U.S. government went and said, you cannot, I mean, this is a U.S. citizen. Regardless of how foolhardy they are, you, you can't go and kill a U.S. citizen. So we're going to, we're going to negotiate for his return. Well, what does that even look like to, to these people who have no, rec- you know, no connection to a modern world? What are they going to say? I mean, there's images of these people, you know, shooting bows and arrows as, as helicopters pass over. We're intruding on their life. They're not intruding on our life. They just want to be left alone. However basic or rudimentary their understanding well, of the modern world is. you could have is. said the same thing about North Korea. You could have. I mean, they were minding their own business. I mean, it, it depends on how you're looking at the culture. But I see at least there's a government in North Korea. We don't know what kind of government or structure set up in the, by the Sentinelese people on This is on an the ancient island, tribe. Right? What kind of government do they have? I, mean, I don't you know. know. It's a local thing. But it's an ancient tribe of people. But but the the fact remains that America as a country stands by its citizens. Sure. I mean, look what it did to get Andrew Brunson out of Turkey. That yeah, but, Andrew Brunson is one man. But you're going to go into an ancient civilization and try to extract justice. Uh, how does that work? I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not, that... I don't know if you can. I'm just saying. If but if but if there is no attempt to do that, then how? how what? Why, how why did, would you? Make, I, I see. I struggle with the attempt. Why would you make the attempt whenever they were you, was you were known not to go onto that property? Yeah. Don't go there. And now you've paid the consequences of that, as you said. However foolhardy that is, so now we're going to punish someone who is living in a protected area. People who do not live by the rules of society as we know them. Someone's been murdered. And now we're going to go after them and what? Bring them, bring them out of that society and put them in a jail somewhere in India? I can't even fathom okay, what that right, looks like. I don't, I don't know what that looks like either. But you know when Otto Warmbier was in North Korea, sure. from what we understand, he just kind of stumbled into the wrong place. Or perhaps he was trying to push the limits a little bit of what was allowed. You right. know, he grabbed he grabbed a, a poster but, of I, I get that, but however, you know, that society, at least as, as, as basic as the North Koreans are, it's still an established society that in some way is part of the world order. These people on this island well, are it's not barely. necessarily well, North, so. Well, North Korea is barely in the world order. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I, I, but they have modern, you know what I mean? Right. They have I'm, electricity. I'm just, they have I'm just plumbing. saying the strange they, thing about this story to me is that there's no indication whatsoever that the U.S. government is going to do anything. I hope they don't. I do hope they don't. But don't. But, it, but no. there just seems like an inherent contradiction. If the U.S. is going do? to make a giant international incident over the Otto Warmbier thing, then how can this guy get shot by a bunch of arrows, even if he was being foolhardy, without the U.S. government making a stance, make it put it, yeah, standing up for him? I, you went against. So did Otto Warmbier. I get that, but uh, I, I think it's apples and oranges here. I, I think it's two distinctly different things that happened here. I, I think, the same I, outcome, yes. I think we think it's different, but I think if we step back from it, I'm not sure how different it is. Really? These are ancient pe- These are primitive people. Well, it's not like the North Koreans are on the no, cutting no, edge of no. you know of no, civilization. What are you talking Half about? Of, they don't even have electricity in two thirds of, of their country. Of course they do. The wealthy do. The well connected do. Right, but it's still it's an oppressive it's an oppressive system. I get it, but this right. is a primitive. Right. I, 
This is something totally different. Well, so that means that the U.S. doesn't defend its citizens against primitive what, cultures. We didn't go drop but it bombs on these people I, now. I don't I'm think not so. That. We didn't. We didn't drop bombs on North Korea either. We talked about it. But it, it became an international incident. I'm just wondering why this one isn't. All of a sudden, these guys are going to be part of the UN. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I, I I'm just asking the question: Why does this man's death? not cause really much of a ripple and we have seen single u.s citizens ha- that have have caused major international geopolitical divides it's caused a ripple because we're talking about it in pittsburgh pennsylvania and this is happening somewhere off a remote island in india yeah so but the US, happened just a yeah, couple but of the days state ago department isn't talking about it who's the state department going to talk to you about what, with the Indian government? Not with the Sengalese people. They don't even have a government, as far as we know. It's a bunch of 50 or 150 people on an island somewhere. I don't know. I'll be very curious to see how this goes out, but I think we should just butt out. It's not our place there in the first place. Stick around. we got more ahead. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. WORD. The top five answers are on the board to this question. Name a common excuse or reason that people give for not believing the Bible. That's Pastor James McDonald from Walk in the Word Radio. I have my own source of truth. To read more about his answer, download a free digital copy of God Wrote a Book. Pastor James clarifies the misconceptions that surround the infallibility, reliability, and historicity of the Bible. God Wrote a Book, yours free now. When you go to wordfm.com slash book. Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage because open enrollment is ending December 7th. That's coming up. And so you have some important decisions to make. Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions and they've got the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure that you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold PAT for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or should you drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Dashing through the snow to CVS we go. A $10 cash card for beauty brands and bows. Lights to dress the tree and stocking gifts galore. Candy cards and photo gifts and deals throughout the store. At CVS Pharmacy, we've got all the little things you need this holiday. Like a $10 CVS cash card. Yours when you spend $30 on select items like Hallmark cards. Going on this week. Plus, M&Ms are two for $6. Dash to CVS Pharmacy today. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Are you a stock? or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855-892-2307 now and mention my name, Scott Bauer, and we will rush you the guide. Call 855-892-2307. 
and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible. Call 855-892-2307 now and start learning to trade the right way. Call 855-892-2307. Prosper with options. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. I'm not a coffee drinker. Which I'm sorry for you. I know. But I think one of the reasons I stay away from coffee is I feel like you people who drink coffee... You people. ...are a little nutty. I do. I feel like, like, like New Mike's holding up... Some kind of, I'm sure that that was on the burner for too long. It's in a styrofoam cup. That's How good. good could it possibly be? It's in, a styro- it's in a styrofoam cup for one, Mike. No, come on. Stop no, that you can right make away. any coffee good if you put extra no, cream you- and extra sugar in it. Well, then that's not really coffee. It's oh, just yeah, some it kind of like coffee syrup. I can't, okay. Well, list, speaking of coffee syrup, in today's Wall Street Journal, there is an article which is assessing a brand new trend in coffee drinking, which again makes me think that you're all crazy. But you, talking about additives, you know, things you like to put in it. Mike, you with your extra cream. Yeah, baby, bring it on. You're going to like this. Move over milk and sugar, it says. The latest coffee craze involves adding, wait for it, gobs of butter and oil to your coffee. (laughs) Oh, that's not good. Popping up, popping up in coffee shops, grocery stores, and diet books, the drinks are riding the popularity of the high-fat, low-carb keto diet fad, which encourages people to embrace fat. In order to lose fat. Fans say the beverages can satisfy like a meal, holding breakfast skippers comfortably until lunchtime. Oh, I kind of like that. Okay, let me give you a couple examples. The Bon Vivant Cafe and Farm Market, Alexandria, Virginia. If you go there, John, you could buy a coffee blended with grass-fed butter, coconut oil, and cinnamon. Or you, Mike, might want to choose... The Cultured Caveman Restaurant in Portland, Oregon, where you could get a pumpkin spice version that mixes coffee with oil and butter, canned pumpkin, nutmeg, and clove. I'd eat that. But I'm still kind of – what's the deal with grass-fed butter? How do you get grass-fed butter? Well, you have to have a grass-fed cow. cow. I see. Yeah. And you don't eat coffee, John. (laughs) 
Sorry. At first, said Leanne. <laughs> you were so picky. At first, said Leanne Funk, who's a 28-year-old freelance wedding photographer Leanne in Austin, Funk. Texas. Leanne Funk. I thought, that's so gross. But then I tried it, and I was like, wow. Yeah. This is really good. So about three times a week, she buys a 16-ounce cappuccino with butter, oil, maple syrup, and sometimes a scoop of collagen powder. What's collagen powder? From a local restaurant for around 6 to $7. She says it helped her lose seven pounds in the last year, along with a healthier eating regimen wow. and exercise. Holy smokes. All right. What do they think of next? Impressive. Okay. So you would do that? Yeah, I'd be happy to try that. I would. In a heartbeat. Definitely. With, a, with some guys, pumpkin pie. I would. That is gross. Pour me a cup. That's it, disgusting. No, it sounds pretty good to me, actually. No. Yeah. No. You... I'd be very happy to have that. Although the, the price is a little, you know, it's a little jump there, isn't it? I'm not it? sure about the butter and the oil, though. No, that's fine. I don't know. Give it a shot. Mike, oh, you're drinking you... coffee out of a styrofoam cup. I don't know if it's butter, though. I, I mean, I, creamy, extra cream, definitely, but... I don't understand what in I'd the world no. you're talking about. That's awful. I like it very much. Though someone by the name of Ms. Fischel says it is delicious. It gives me energy and the fat keeps me satiated. She has lost 16 pounds on the diet. Now, come on. She says she normally doesn't eat breakfast. And so this is a, quote, meal replacement for wow. me. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Wait, so she lost 16 pounds because she's drinking richer coffee. I don't know. Seems kind of bogus. But Plus, I still have to try it. It's gross. No, it sounds pretty good. It's like syrup on your pancakes. Oh. Mm. Bring it on. How do you celebrate faith, family, and fun? How about on eight wheels? Word FM Skate Nights are coming to Neville Roller Drone beginning Monday, December 3rd. Join host Kenny Woods every first Monday of the month and enjoy your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could even win a free skate night for your family. Admission is $7. Skate rental, just three more. Details at SkateNRD.com. Word FM Skate Nights at Neville Roller Drone at SkateNRD.com. Dell Cyber Week sale for small business. Businesses on. Save big with massive deals on office essentials like computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors. Dell's small business technology advisors can help you find the right tech at Cyber Week prices. Visit Dell.com slash SB Cyber Week or call 877-BY-DELL. Hey, welcome back. Um, we brought the furnace guy in over the weekend. Oh, did you have a problem? No, we just did a little checkup. However, now I think I've got a problem after the checkup. Uh-huh. So we've got uh, radiators, you know, uh, and while the guy was there, he, he was, I, I wasn't there. I was at work. And so, it's, you know, let me go and open up some of your radiators. And he went around upstairs and opened the radiators. Um, some water came out. Of course, the water's supposed to come out of the radiators. You know, you're bleeding the lines. And then my wife said, hey, you better go and check that, you know, make sure that that's okay. So I went up and bled the lines. No water. Just mm-hmm. air. Just straight air for like ever. The air stops. Then there's no water. And now the radiators themselves are not heating up. So I'm thinking, what that guy do? Is my pressure not right to push the water up into the radiators? They're not even halfway hot. They're just not hot. So now I've paid for a guy and i've got to call the company and tell them come back and because something's not right well you better call the company and tell them to come back because something's not right yeah yeah i mean so you had heat before he was there he came out to do a check i but still now have, you don't heat. have heat i've got heat downstairs which is fine it hasn't been that cold 
but now I don't have heat and the radiator's upstairs, where I always had heat before. No, I think that's a serious problem. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But so now you're sorry you had the guy come out. I kind of am, because the radiator, it was, it was working fine. I bet there are a lot of other guys listening right now who'd be happy to come out. No, and no, no. I just, yeah. You're not going to call. I mean, you're going to call the I'll company, call the guy right? Back again, you're going to yeah. say, like, look, uh, we were good before you came, and now that you've come, it's a. But see, then I hate to be that guy. Oh no, you have to be that. You guy. know, hey, hey, you guys messed something up, and I, you know. Well, what else happened? I don't know. Nothing. I, I don't know. Now I got my little radiator key, and I'm like walking around, going, <laughs> "Give me some, give me some, give me something besides air. Give me some water." Right. So now and I'm you brought this up with, and you brought this up with me. Why? Oh, oh, I know, I know why. Uh, because um, I thought you were wondering if I could like perform some kind of intervention. No, no, because I'm I'm system. looking. Um, I was looking at the problem. You know, like you know, now every time there's a problem, what are you doing? I'm looking it up. Right, you're going to Google it. So I googled it, and you know what they they directed me to an app. I can now have an app that um, keep track of home maintenance. That put a little fun apparently into the tedious side. Of home ownership. Because that's what you need is some more fun when it comes to your radiator. <laughs> just want to have a wall, which I've got. I just want heat. I don't want like a comedy show. Yeah, exactly. You know, so now I just kind of fell into these these apps that, you know, help me with my maintenance routines. No, I don't know. Why do I want that? Why, why, so because if you forget that it's time to call the furnace guy, you're going to remember? Exactly. So yep. now your apps help you to, you know. Yeah, but the problem is you shouldn't have called the furnace guy because no, now he rushed I sh- it. Well, I should have called the furnace guy because I was lo- trying to – it had been a few years since we had the furnace checked out. Yeah, but everything was good until the guy left. Exactly. And now it's bad. Right. You shouldn't have called. Don't get the app. And now I have an app for that. Delete it. I paid, you know, some money, some serious money for the guy to come and mess up my Did furnace. Did you pay money for the app? No. I'm not going to get the app. You shouldn't get the But I'm going to call the guy and get my furnace checked out again. But I'm afraid I'm going to have to get back in line again. I might see him in a couple of months. You should complain. I don't want to complain. I don't want you to complain either. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.